Well, this is then our second Sunday of Advent, and yeah, preparations for Christmas are well underway, aren't they? We can see decorations going up, we can see the lights going on, events are taking place, events are being planned. Things are heading towards that celebration of Christmas. It was about this time of the year um, when my mother would have us as, as children sorting out our bedrooms and our cupboards. She would get us to, uh, to clear out and to clean out. Um, a a kind of crafty little way, really, to uh, get our children involved in some of the housework, I think. But it was that regular thing, that regular rhythm. Clear it out. Clean it out. Something fresh is going to happen, so get ready for it. That sense of preparation on the way. <clears throat> and John the Baptist is saying exactly the same thing here. He's saying that something new is on the way. So get yourselves ready. Clean and clear your lives of stuff that's going to get in the way. It's a valid approach to things. There is certainly a valid approach to things now, isn't it? There's a lot of sense and a lot of wisdom in it. We need to remove the old for new things to come in and take place. Now, those of you who were listening to the teaching last Sunday or uh, at the, the filling station on Friday, well, now we've been looking at Isaiah 9 and those great words that describe the character of Messiah that Isaiah gives out. You know, wonderful God, mighty God, wonderful counselor, that those very famous words. But Isaiah was speaking into a context where God was saying, You are in a mess. The United Kingdom of Israel had split in two. Israel in the north now, Judah in the south. They've got a series of kings that go from bad to good to very bad. They're into idolatry. They're into pagan worship. There's sexual promiscuity. There's great injustice. They have walked away from God. They've left him. They've forgotten all the good things that he's done for them in the past. They're living lives of, of arrogance, I guess, and self-sufficiency. We do not need you, God, anymore in our lives. We will do things our way and get on with it quite nicely. Thank you very much. Into that, God speaks through his prophet Isaiah and says, I can't, I can't live with this because I can't come near you anymore. Because I cannot live in the presence of sin. So this is what's going to happen. It's got to be punished. This is what's going to happen. And a series of calamities follow. But then he's talking about a light shining. There will be opportunity to live your lives differently. Step into that light. And here at the start we've got Isaiah chapter 40 there saying, Comfort ye, comfort ye. This is God to the people. Yeah, you folks, you've, you've suffered a double payment against your sin, but now things are going to change. Messiah is on his way. Prepare yourselves for what lies ahead. Make a path straight. In the wilderness of your lives, make a path straight. 
Now, what used to happen at that time where transport and travelling was really difficult, basically, the way to get around in that terrain was on foot. If you were extremely wealthy, you might have a horse, you might have a donkey that you might kind of jump on when things were really getting tough. The wealthy, however, liked to travel around in carriages, and carriages on that terrain were very, very uncomfortable. So they used to send ahead great teams of workers when nobility was going to cross the wilderness of the desert. And their job was to fill in the potholes. No comment on that one. Their job was to fill in the potholes, to remove the obstacles that were in the way, and even to take bends out of the road, because if you're going around a corner, it's dangerous, because villains and brigands can hide there. And so they would straighten the road in order that nobility could travel unimpeded and as comfortable as they possibly could. That was their job. Now that image works for us on a couple of levels. When God is talking about that, make your path straight. Valleys up, hills down. We can look at that and we can take that and thank God that he has prepared for us a straight path, a straight highway back to him through putting our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ. He has made a straight path for us that our relationship can be restored with him. But we also need to make a straight path in our own lives. To get rid of those things that create obstacles in our lives with that relationship with him. Reminding ourselves that where God says, and we know he, a holy God, he cannot reside in the presence of sin. So when we mess up without repentance, we are distancing ourselves from him. How many times does King David cry out in the Psalms, Oh, do not remove your Holy Spirit from me, Lord. I am sorry. I repent. Give me that fresh start, that turning around and that fresh start. It's a call to God for us to clear out and to clean up our lives in order that we can draw close to him again, to remove those obstacles that are in the way. So Isaiah goes on to develop the imagery. He says about the valleys will be raised up and the high places will be brought down. The, the holes will be filled in. The rough places placed smooth. What did he mean by that? What are, at the moment, the deep and the dark places in our lives? What are they? What is it in our lives, at the moment, that we would prefer other people not to know about? And we are ashamed of before Almighty God. What are those things in those dark places? And God's saying, that's an obstruction to your relationship with me. Repent, let me have it, and let me raise that up to a level plane. 
Conversely, what are those places in our lives where we are so aloof and confident in our own selves? Where are those places of pride in our lives, of arrogance, of self-sufficiency? What are they? And God says, when you're living like that, you're living without me. So repent, let me have that, and let me bring that down, and let us have a straight path. And then he goes on to talk about those holes that need filling in, those rough things that need smoothing out. I wonder, what, are, what is it in, in your life? I've got plenty in mine, but what are those things that create potholes in our lives, you know? Those constant things over which we keep stumbling over. Wrong thoughts, wrong attitudes. It's like going into a pothole and twisting a spiritual ankle. What are they? We all have them. What are those things that just ruffle us up? Make us great. Situations, yeah? Tell you what, very often it's people, isn't it? <laughs> that can do that to us. And without a moment's kind of hesitation, we can enter into a kind of behavior or thought system and we lose our peace. And God is saying, No, repent, let me have those, let me fill those holes in, let me smooth those things out. But it requires repentance, that's the first thing. Acknowledge where you are, let me have it, and let's move on together. But in our day, just as it was in Isaiah's day, people don't want to hear that. They do not want to hear that. I'm happy as I am. A little earlier than this in chapter uh, 30, Isaiah quotes what the people are saying to him. And they're saying, oh, so just shut up with what you're saying, will you? Tell us pleasant things instead. Paul talks about that, doesn't he? About people wanting to hear things with itching ears. Just tell me what I want to hear. Not what God is saying to me. Just tell me pleasant things. Now, actually, let me just balance that up. There's plenty, plenty of pleasant things that we need to hear that come from Almighty God. But this is a word of challenge. And they're saying to him, no, shut up, be quiet, tell us pleasant things. Change your, change your tune, will you? Change your record. Because we're bored with what you're telling us. And they go on to say, direct quote now, stop confronting us with God. Because we do not want to hear him. We are above that. It happened then, it's happening now. It's the same thing. We forget the goodness of God and what he's done. But God goes on to remind us to say, look, if, you, if you're going to persist in living life without me, you're going to live in darkness. Your experience of life will just be one of dismay and despair and gloom. But it does not need to be like that. Step into the light. 
receive, change. Put your faith in me. And now, post-Jesus, put your faith in Jesus Christ because he is the way to the straight path back to me. You put your faith and your trust in him. The things that cause obstructions in our life, we need to remove. Because otherwise we end up zigzagging around them. Or we'll leap over them. But when you turn around and look behind you, they're still there. God says, let me have them, push them out of the way, and then you've got a straight path. That's the image he's trying to get across to us here. Now, John picks that up even more because he is saying, yes, make straight this path in the wilderness. Make a straight highway to God. I have come, if you look at that gospel reading, he tells us, I have come with a baptism, a water baptism for repentance. That's why I'm here. I'm the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. I have come with a baptism of water to bring you to repentance, to let you step into a situation where you acknowledge where you are in reality to God. But, and I love it when the Bible says, but, you know, there's always some great coming after it. But, one is coming after me, one who is far superior to me, and he won't baptise you with water, no, he's going to baptise you with fire. And the fire of the Holy Spirit. Let's even make sure we're understanding those two things. John is saying, I will baptise you with water for repentance so you know where you are right now. But Jesus Christ is coming and he can baptise you with the Holy Spirit so you know where you should be. And how you should be. And it gets better because we're not expected to do that in our own strength. When we receive Christ as our Saviour, we are born again. We are filled with his Holy Spirit. We are given the strength to change and move lives into a different way. So as we close, what I want to do is to give us an opportunity just to spend a little bit of quiet now with the Lord to think on those things what is it in our lives that is a valley at the moment What are the things in your life and my life which are places of darkness of which we need to repent and let the Lord in? What are those places in our lives where we are too full of ourselves 
And by being so, we are removing God. What are those places in our lives where we need to repent and acknowledge our dependence on the Lord? What are those spiritual potholes in our lives? Those things that constantly keep tripping us up. What are the rough things, those things that we we know just irritate us so quickly and so readily we lose our peace over and step outside of the lines of the life that God intends for us to be leading and living. It says repent. Make straight a highway for God. Remove those things, those barriers, those blockages to you, living life to the full with me. And if there's anyone listening to these words who has not yet taken that step of trusting in Jesus Christ, that's the first thing to do. those who've been walking with Christ for many years, we know we need to keep maintaining the highway. It needs regular work. Spirit we pray in this season of Advent where we journey together towards the celebration of the birth of your son Jesus Christ that we might prepare our hearts our lives that they may shine for you that we step into your light that we accept who you are why you came. As we're in the spirit of prayer, I'm going to invite Elizabeth up now to lead us in our intercessions.